of the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse. Thanks for joining us once again for another exciting episode of Matt Spectro through the multiverse. As always, I am your host, Matt Spectro, lifetime comic fan, lifetime animation fan. You've reached the podcast exclusively talking animation and comic books. Welcome to episode 87. I'm going to briefly explain the rules and then we're going to get right into it. You know what? I'm not even going to explain the rules. We're just going to get right into it. We're going to bring out my guest. He's my former tag team partner. Hasn't been here in a while, but he's always a pleasure. Welcome back to the multiverse, the one and the only, Julian Starr. I'm back, and I'm better than ever. Your first time in 2023. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to be here, man. Thank you so much. I'm glad we're reunited once again on uh, the platform that is a podcast. How have you been? Uh, doing good, doing good. New year, new me, as they say. You know? Wow. Uh, new year, still fat. That's what I say. <laughs> All right. Anyone who doesn't know, Julian's been on a few times. One of my most popular episodes from last year, as a matter of fact. You're damn right. Uh, Julian and I used to host, co-host a uh, wrestling podcast together, and life got... We didn't have a falling out. There was no, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Life got in the way. We had to go uh, where we... Scheduling-wise, wasn't allowing to do it, so... But, always a pleasure to bring Julian back on and talk... Animation, superheroes, you name it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm very excited. It. It. It was. I wish our podcast continued. It was one of those things that I became a labor of love. Then it became a labor of annoyance because editing can be time consuming. <laughs> but ultimately, like it was fun to talk wrestling. It's like anything else. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it after it was like during the process. You, uh, you look back fondly on. Yeah, it. I do. It's. It's one of those things that if we continued, I'd be happy. But. Knowing I had to look forward to an episode, I'd be like, "Ah, oh, we got to go through this whole process." But during the during the play, it was it was fun. Well, that's why we kind of worked a little bit because I was more of a prep guy; you were more of a in the moment guy. It's like Jerry Lawler. <laughs> I didn't want to read the script. <laughs> well, if you ever uh, heard our old podcast or heard Julian's previous appearances, we always start the show with trivia. <sighs> it's the one thing I'll never avoid. <laughs> it used to be. Wrestling trivia. Then when, when he started coming on this podcast, we changed it to comic slash wrestling trivia. Uh, the first time, you did pretty good when we did, uh, I named the uh, wrestler and you named the superhero movie they were in. You uh, you did pretty good on that one. I do remember that one. You got in such classics as Triple H being in Blade Trinity. Yep. And uh, Zeus being in The yep. Dark Knight. Yep. What was the, uh, I remember one was... I don't know if this was the next one, but it was, uh, wasn't it? Someone was a comic book writer. Was oh, we did book? wrestlers that had written comic books. That's what it was. You did, you did okay on that yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last time you were on, we did, I, I said, name the superhero who fought this imaginary wrestler. That one, Super. you got one right. You got the Daredevil one right, and that one uh, was so damn obvious. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, this week, we're going to do the best three out of five. For those of you who don't know, while my friend here prepares to ask me questions I'm not going to know, I have no knowledge of anything in life. I I don't read. 
Uh, and whatever's told to me, I take as law. So if he had told me right now that Birdman was in line to become the next Superman, I would have believed him. You once said you have, quote, the memory of a goldfish. Yes. And that is because, to explain my character, read one article ever that said goldfish have the memory of six seconds. <laughs> Took it as law, ran with it for the rest of my life. So uh, if you can get all five, I'm going to give you a lot of credit. If you can get all five without any hints, I'll be especially high. But what I'm going to do for every, uh, I'm going to ask it. You're going to get one guest, and I will give you, per question, I'll give you two yes or no hints. If you can't get it on the All first right, one. sounds good. Now, the subject, I'm going to name the show and the name of the character, and you tell me what professional wrestler played this character. All of these on comic book-related television shows. Okay. All right. Now, normally, we've gone easy to hardest, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with the hard ones and then work our way down. Fair enough. All right, question one. He played the big man on the 2022 episode of Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix, Painting the Clouds with Sunshine. What? What professional wrestler played the big man? What the? F okay. Um, it was on Netflix, one season, 2021, Jupiter's Legacy. That's, I've never even heard of this. <laughs> um, now, well, in fairness, this is the only one that's not a Marvel or DC property, so that's why I started with the hard one first, work our way out. All right, so I'm going to go with, just because he's been on TV before, and uh, he even, I think, got his own series, um, and he's a big man, so I'm going to go with the big show. <laughs> I don't think that's such a bad guess, it's being that the character's name is the big man. Yeah. So like I said, I will give you two yes or no hints. So you can ask me two yes or no questions about who played the big man on okay. Jupiter's Legacy. If anyone uh, listening to this podcast today has ever been or was a, that's the same thing, a uh, fan of professional wrestler, <laughs> I need to know, does this guy have long hair or short hair? Oh, wait, it has to be a yes or no question, right? You could word it as, does he have long hair? Does he hair? have long hair? He, to my knowledge, never had... In his pro wrestling career that I've seen, he never had long hair. Ah, okay. So that now narrows that down. He is the big man. And it can't be... There's no way it's the most paid actor in Hollywood, right? Is that, is that his gimmick? Uh, is he the most paid actor in Hollywood? You know, that's kind of cheating. I'm going to say no. <laughs> So now you're allowed one more guess at the, Damn big, it. the big man, Jupiter's Legacy. Oh, my God. Pro wrestler, huh? 2021. I'm going to go with Braun Strowman. No, wait. He has long hair. Damn it. All right. I'll tell you. I'll go Braun Strowman. Jupiter's Legacy, the big man was played by none other than former mentor of the oddities. Kerrigan. What? Okay, that makes sense. He's in Hollywood. I would have never thought about uh, Kerrigan. <laughs> right. you call him Kerrigan? Kerrigan? I don't know. Kerrigan. Kerrigan. <laughs> All right, we're going to get a little bit easier, but still hard. This is the oldest one I could find. Back in 1992, on the show on USA, Swamp Thing, on the episode The Old House of Mayan, he played the character Quixo, I believe, or 
It's spelled Q-U-I-X-O. Maybe it's Wixo or... Wixo, Quixo, okay. Because, I mean, the old house of Mayan would imply to me some sort of Mexican or Latino heritage. Yeah. But back in 1992, this professional wrestler was on the episode The Old House of Mayan on Swamp Thing. He was just... He was on the episode. It doesn't mean that he was a character, like a, a big... This is the oldest episode I could find of a, of a professional wrestler on a superhero-related TV show. You know what's so crazy is, like, there is so many people in wrestling that have been on movies and shows that, like, you've you've been told about, right? Like, uh, Roddy Roddy Piper and stuff like that. And I just, like... I'll, I'll give you a hint. I never use the same person twice. So all five people are five different people. Yeah, okay. Um, 92. It has to be an 80s guy. It can't be a 90s guy. It's too early. Well, not really. It could be. I'm going to go with Kevin Nash. Yeah! <laughs> yes, Kevin Nash. <laughs> All right. Also, Giant Gonzalez was also on that same episode oh, no, of the Swamp Thing back in 1992. <laughs> so both would have been a... I would have given you points if you got Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> that would have been weird if that was my first choice. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as, uh, what the hell was he in WWE? He was, in, he was El Gigante in WWE. El Gigante, yeah. Uh, um, El Gigante. El Gigante. <laughs> All right, he's one for one, folks. <laughs> All right. All right, moving up. This is the only female on our list. Oh. She appeared on the 2016 episode of Supergirl, playing the character... Of Maxima. What diva played Maxima on Supergirl? What was the year again? 2016. 2016. Uh, she's out of... T- she's out of... The only logical choice, in my opinion, it has to be Trish Stratus. No. Oh. I get two yes or no? I'll give you two yes or no hints. Is she blonde? Uh, no, I, uh, I'm going to... I know this isn't yes or no, but I believe she's a brunette, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. All right, so, no. Um, the other... Uh, would you? No, I'm just kidding. The, <laughs> the, um, the answer is always going to be yes. <laughs> the... Um, I need an, uh, Guys, I need another yes or no. I wish this was Twitch. <laughs> you guys can give me... Um, it, oh, during the time of the show, was she an active wrestler? Uh, I'm not. I believe she was. Oh. And I will give you a hint. Is she, I believe, is a former Diva Search winner. Oh, no. I, I, I'm not sure about. Oh, you know what? I'm not sure what year she was wrestling, so I, I don't know if this was an overlap. Maybe not. not a Diva Search winner. 2016, I don't. So, guys, listen up. Uh, I feel like it could be Ash. So it's not official answer. I'm just debating with your crowd here. He's thinking out loud. He's yeah, thinking, thinking out loud. So it could be Ashley Mazzaro, right? But, uh, but the one that I really want to stick to, the person who I know had been in movies and been on TV and wasn't the diva search, I'm going to go with Maria Canellis. No. It's actually Eve Torres. Ah. <laughs> Who played Maxima on Supergirl. <laughs> All right. You have to get the next two right. All right. These are the two easiest ones. I think you might get these. You, you think. Back on The Flash in 2015, 
This professional wrestler appeared on the episode The Man Who Saved Central City, playing the character Adam Smasher. Uh, you say it's easy. I don't watch TV. Um, you said it was on The Flash show? Yep. The 2015 episode of The Flash, The Man Who Saved Central City. The Man Who Saved Central City. The Miz? I'm being very generous, so give give some hints here. All right. So, active? Uh, To my knowledge, he is currently active in the WWE roster. Okay. Now, granted, I haven't watched wrestling much in the last year, but the last time I did watch, he was still an active competitor. It's crazy to me that these guys can be in TV shows and, like, I don't see or hear about it ever. Uh, I guess my was he an Olympic gold medalist? <laughs> <laughs> he was not. I'm going to give you a hint. He debuted during the Attitude Era. Oh. Um, and he was active last time. You saw him. There's no way. It can't be. Debuted during the... It can't be The Rock. He's too highly paid, and he wouldn't do just like a small appearance there. I can't see. Stone Cold hasn't been in Hollywood in forever, so it can't be those two. I believe he is currently active roster. Last time I watched wrestling, he was part of the active roster. Attitude Arrow. I, I don't. Attitude Arrow. I mean, in the last. God. Uh, Attitude Arrow. I am so thrown for a guess. I'm going to say Mark Henry. (laughs) The one and only man who played Adam Smasher was Adam Copeland himself. The the rated R superstar Edge. Damn it. I completely forgot. You're right. He is still active. I completely forgot Edge was even like around. All right. He, he's not going to be able to get three out of five, but maybe he can go out with a, with a win. Let's hope. This professional wrestler on the 2006 episode of Smallville, Static, he played the character Aldar. Jesus Christ. Back in 2006, Smallville. I would have rather the Kevin Nash question been the last one. <laughs> uh, Smallville. What year? 2006. 2006. Could be Smallville. Um, I feel like that would have been a big deal. They would have advertised that in 2006, so it's definitely not that. Was he active? Oh, I can't ask that yet. Um, make a guess first, and then yeah. you can make a hit. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to go with a shot in the dark, but maybe John Cena? <laughs> All right, come on. Make these make these yes or no questions make them count so we can have you go out with a with a with a correct answer. Well, so here's the problem is there's only so little questions you can ask that are going to kind of narrow down your list. So I have to ask the same questions almost every time. The first one's going to be uh does he have long hair? He does not. Does not have long hair. Okay. It's so weird to me that in pro wrestling when you say that I draw blanks. 
<laughs> makes you wonder why that's even your question. <laughs> yeah. Like, as I, like in my brain, I'm like thinking of all the long-haired people, and then I think I don't think about the short-haired people. Okay. Uh, I probably should have went the opposite direction. It would same result. Anyway, Smallville. So it's static. The character's name is Aldar back in 2006. Was that person, was he in the Hall of Fame? Is he in the Hall of Fame? I should. As far as I know, he is not in the Hall of Fame. 2006. Maybe. Maybe. This is a shot. This is possible. Ready? I'm ready. Batista. Yes! (laughs) He goes, yes, Dave Batista. Oh, man. Static of Smallville back in 2006 played Aldar. Hey, man. I'm so happy. <laughs> Those are the uh, all right. There we go. Trivia. Well, not your best effort. Even with all my hints, you only got two out of five. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a surprise out of five. I even got two. So <laughs> if you guys know my trivia history, that's probably the best it's going to get. All right. So we're going to move on to this topic. Uh, we're bending the rules a little bit this week, but with all that's going on, I wanted to celebrate and talk about not only uh, one of my favorite cartoons of all time, one of the uh, most popular, one of the most known, one of the most ingrained in our pop culture, the one and only Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo is an interesting subject uh, for me to be a part of today because in my life, uh, growing up as a little lad, uh, I was not a big fan of Scooby-Doo. I, I didn't like it. I don't know. It's just like... I, I was telling you this off the podcast, but like the the imagery, the the animation style, I just didn't like, and also the fact that they looked seventies, I didn't like. <laughs> I don't know why that didn't anything seventies. I really didn't enjoy, but I absolutely love it now. Well, this to me is uh, more than any other cartoon. I can't remember a point in my life where I have a memory where Scooby Doo was not on either new episodes or reruns. Part of my life and a huge part of pop culture. Probably my favorite non superhero cartoon of all time and spoiler i just want to be aware this is not a shit on velma podcast we're not going to talk about that show this is to celebrate the good things about scooby-doo and that's it unless we do a controversial episode just like our old podcast no i'm just kidding well anybody can be negative you know it takes a little more effort i think actually to be positive and talk about the things we love and that for me is a scooby-doo i mean literally this thing has gone on from uh 1969 all the way to velma currently having an ongoing series right now now granted not every year do they have one but that is literally 50 years where they've had multiple different cartoons (laughs) and i'm gonna go over the list later of the different incarnations of the show and you're gonna be flabbergasted how many there are of this show this thing is multi-generational it's it's crazy to me that you even just said it started in 1969. Like because obviously, if anyone, I'm born 19. Wow, I forgot 1989. Uh, so I'm not I'm not around for what 20 years before this thing comes around. That's insane. You were around when you were born because I'm a little older than Julian. Yeah. It's when the show was actually winding down and finally, and it looked like it finally was going to come to an end and it would be lost to 
to reruns for <laughs> <laughs> which is what I, I think i caught most of is like that this show was always on cartoon network so and it was just reruns it had that it had a very old grainy style but either way it's just it's wicked impressive that despite my opinion of it that it was so popular that it was able to run for that long it got me thinking though the part of the reason i want to do this episode because i love scooby-doo and with all that's going on I wanted to celebrate the positive. Say you want about Velvet, but the day after it debuted, I turned on my YouTube. I I stopped counting at 14 videos talking about how shitty Velma is. And I'm just like, all right, why don't we put our energy <laughs> into something we like and not something we hate so much? Not something I ever wanted to watch. I actually didn't even know about it until you told me that it was a, a show that came out. But yeah, I, I, it's, I think that's our culture nowadays just any anything that comes out absolutely anything we have to shit on it because it's 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 cool to shit on stuff so i don't know if it's much that but i i really think there isn't a ip an old ip i don't think there's one left that someone isn't thinking how can we <laughs> reboot this how can we bring this up again how can we just put our own stamp on it, it is and you're right like this isn't to what, what i'm about to say is probably going to sound hateful or controversial or whatever but it's we live in a time now where everything that was created now has to be revamped with a new race or a new color or something because they feel like that's the right thing to do it's like trying to get on the right side of history trying to fix what was wrong with the world i guess i don't really know but you're right it's that we everyone knows is the scooby-doo gang has always been a dog and f- you know four five white four four five five white people four, four. is it four yeah. four white people and so now they're trying to basically reinvent that wheel and i can see a majority of people despite race color whatever uh disliking that because like we're like i said we're we're seeing that as a as a trend now in the entertainment businesses to revamp everything so that way everything's not what it used to be. So, we're going to go back first. We're going to do a little history before we get into the episode we watch. We're going back to the 60s. Now, in the 60s, a lot of... Uh, for one, in the 60s, there weren't a lot of cartoons that were based on teenagers or kids. Uh, that wasn't really a thing back that much back then. But a lot of parents group were getting upset. They felt there was a lot of excess violence creeping into our cartoons. A lot of parents groups were against cartoons. So, the cartoon a whole was starting to tone it down, look for newer, friendlier stuff. The man named Fred Silverman had had success doing the Archie's uh, cartoon in the uh, late 60s, which if you heard my Archie episode, I, I as much as I love Scooby-Doo, I do feel it was heavily influenced by the Archie's cartoon. Have you ever even heard of Archie, by the way? I did, actually. He's from, right. The guy who created it is from Haverhill, Mass. So. Well, it's funny you say that. Um, there used to be a building, if you go down downtown Haverhill, as soon as you get out of downtown, you go by the bridge, uh, there used to, it was like an old shopping mart that was closed down, but they used to have like gigantic blowups of Archie comics there. And I never understood why as a kid, I would just see Archie giant blow up magazines and comics and stuff, whatever they were. And I, that's how I knew who Archie was. Yeah, the, the creative Archie was from Haverhill, Massachusetts. I had no Your idea. hometown, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it is. I had no idea. So, uh, they were going to do another show, which was. Essentially, I mean, let's be honest, was the original idea was pretty much a ripoff of Archie. It was going to be a rock group, but instead they solved mysteries. And they, much like um, the Archies, they had Hot Dog, who was a dog. He couldn't really talk, but he did more human things. So they decided to have a dog as well. Um, they, had, they went through a bunch of different ideas. They weren't all originally the names that they had. In fact, Scooby's real name initially was Too Much. What a terrible name. 
And they brought in uh, Joe Ruby, Fred Spears, and uh, this one I always have a hard time saying his name, Awa Taka Tamoa. Not going not to work here anymore, that's for sure. I'm sorry, Ken Spears, Joe Ruby. I don't know what I said. I don't think I said Ken, but Ken Spears, Joe Ruby. And they went through many different incarnations, which they uh, finally got down to the mystery gang. Um, they actually were based on the teen characters from the live action show Dobie Gillis, which was before my time, so it was definitely <laughs> before your time. And uh, they dropped the uh, they dropped the rock band thing. They thought that was uh, wasn't going to work, so they just teenagers solving mysteries in a van. They figured majority of the uh, people of the audience were kids, so why not have kids on them as well? And then we got Fred. Norville, a.k.a. Shaggy, Velma, Daphne, and eventually they did change the name of Too Much to Scooby-Doo, which the idea came from uh, Joe Ruby and Ken Spears were on a plane and heard the Frank Sinatra song, Strangers in the Night, and where he says, Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Oh, you know what I think? Now that you just said it that way, I actually think I've heard that once. Yeah, it goes... From, uh, <laughs> please, please, can you perform it for us? Strangers in the Night. Exchanging glances, <laughs> but in the end he went Scooby Dooby Doo, and a legend was born. He was a Great Dane, and uh, he wasn't quite a human, but he could talk. He could understand. He was still a dog, but uh, he was a, a mix. So uh, another thing that uh, <laughs> Fred Silverman supposedly, at his insistence, the character was named Fred <laughs> after him. Creative. I guess when you own a cartoon studio, you can <laughs> make an immortal character <laughs> named after yourself. Well, I never understood because, like, I play video games, play video games my whole life, and anytime when character creations came in to the world of video games, that was always something I did. The moment I had a video game, I created me. I was like, I just want to be me, even if it was an alternate version of me, like, or, you know, in my brain. So I never understood, like, why more creators didn't do that. That's a good question. And now, granted, he couldn't have known that Scooby-Doo was going to have the longevity and the uh, impact on pop culture <laughs> to this day, long after his, his passing. Was Fred a tall, white, slender, in-shape, blonde man? I don't know if he was blonde or not. Now, they said that uh, they were worried because of the, the horror elements of the show might be deemed too scary, but they, they went with it. And they actually say that's part of the popularities because it had the mix of comedy and horror. That which made it last for so long. Isn't it insane to think about the evolution of like television and just the way things like were like the fact that they thought like, Oh, these cartoons are going to be too scary. <laughs> and the fact that you even told me that, like you said during that time, like the entertainment world is just, or well, people in general were afraid violence was coming into cartoons. What were cartoons like before that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, they had, you know, the Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry were extremely violent, but those weren't on television. So those were short films shown at the beginning of movies, oh. so I think those got a little bit of a pass. But like shows like Johnny Quest and some of those more action-based cartoons were kind of... I mean, Johnny Quest, they shot real bullets, for God's sake. <laughs> so how old is... I guess you could probably do another whole episode on that. I, I don't know how old Johnny Quest is because that was a rerun thing on Cartoon Network I when I was a kid. it was 1967. I really? It might have been 1968. That actually seemed fairly updated to me. It's another show I didn't like, but <laughs> it seemed updated, but I don't want to get us off track. It's just a lot of interesting stuff I have want to ask uh, about. One of the things I think, is, and maybe I'm being too philosophical, of why Scooby-Doo to me has held so much 
love and it's been so popular so long is to me it's one of the first things in not only cartoons pop culture where these were five four completely different people that would have belonged in different cliques and it showed them all getting along working as a group despite their differences so no matter who you were there was a character that was for you you know fred was like the popular kid daphne was the hot girl thelma was the smart more nerdy shaggy was the beatnik like you'd say hippie now he's a poppy he's a pothead (laughs) so it was like whoever you were you could identify with one of the characters and it showed that people from different backgrounds could get along you didn't all have to be the same to work together and be friends i think you're probably spot on uh and i i I, watching it now that you say that went that makes so much sense so i could be wrong now ken spears and joe ruby have you brought up denied emphatically till their death that no drug references was intended it was not supposed to be any veil uh jokes that they were druggies him and you know because the old joke that you know, he's a hippie that they're smoking. That's why they eat Scooby's dog food, essentially. If you watch the live action movies, there's like so many jokes about it. But they denied. They say that was something that seeped into people, was never intended, according to them. Yeah. I ate pizza, never intending to get fat either. So just so you guys know, it snuck up on me. So finally, in 1969, we got the first episode of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? What a night for a night. And history was made. Now... The original run was only, uh, I believe, two or three seasons, but the impact was ridiculous. It was There was so much merchandise from there. There's a whole bunch of knockoffs, like Jabberjaw, Josie and the Pussycats, uh, Goober and the Ghost Chasers, uh, Funky Phantom, Speed Buggy, all of those just were the same concept, a bunch of kids with a talking animal that solved mysteries. And the show ran forever. <laughs> I'm going to give you a list. Of all the different versions of this show. So obviously, it started off with uh, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Then in uh, 1972, it became the new Scooby-Doo movies. 1976, it became the Scooby-Doo show. It was also titled the Scooby-Doo Dynamut Hour. Then in 1977, the Scooby-Doo show All-Star Laugh Olympics. 1978, the Scooby-Doo show, Where Are You? So which is <laughs> And then Scooby-Doo show again, Laugh Olympics. Then in 1979, Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo. 1980, Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo. Then it was the Richie Rich Scooby-Doo show. 1982, Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo. And the Scooby and Scrappy Puppy Hour. 1983, the new Scooby and Scrappy show. 1984, the new Scooby and Scrappy show with the new Scooby-Doo mysteries. 1985, the 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Then there was actually a four-year hiatus. And then in 1989... A pup named Scooby-Doo, which only happened because in the late 80s, early 90s, there was this weird fad of taking old cartoon characters and doing young versions of them. There was Flintstone kids, Tiny Toons, Tom and Jerry kids, pup named Scooby-Doo. That feels like you just hit like a nostalgia factor in my life. I do remember so many things being like baby Muppets, Muppet, baby. Uh, Muppet <laughs> Babies. And, and yeah, you're right. There was like tiny, it was everything that had a, a baby to it or some small version so in a way that might have saved scooby-doo it might have gone away because in 1985 the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo is considered one of the worst up to that date one of the worst versions of scooby-doo oh so then in the 90s it was off the air but a little thing called cartoon network came around and if you remember cartoon network at the beginning all they did 
was reruns of old cartoons. A whole new generation was introduced to all the classic cartoons. And then, 1998, they did the direct-to-DV movie Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island, which was very successful, which they did a handful of uh, straight-to-DVD movies. So Scooby-Doo started between the reruns, and those started to get popular again. So... We got to the subject back in 2002 of our subject, What's New Scooby-Doo? This was the first Saturday morning Scooby-Doo cartoon in literally over a decade. Now, you at this point were starting your teen years, so I could doubt you even cared about cartoons in 2002. You say that, but uh, <laughs> I, um, I think I watched, I was big on Spongebob. Uh, SpongeBob was around mostly when I was like, come like uh, uh, an older child, I guess, going into like my teens, and uh, I think I watched SpongeBob up until I was like seventeen. So, but I, again, Scooby Doo, I never touched. I was a Nickelodeon kid, so not, Cartoon gotcha. Network was out of my sight. It's the WCW of my life. <laughs> and then after that, they would do Mystery Incorporated. I think it was Scooby and Shaggy get a clue. Be cool, Scooby Doo. Uh, and now uh, Velma, as well as they've released a whole bunch of directed DVDs, as well as they had the two live action films, as well as they had two live action direct. I don't know if they were directed DVD or made for television as well. Apparently, they had planned to do a third Scooby Doo, but the second one had not been as successful as the first one, and the salaries of everybody was going up. In fact, I believe they asked Freddie Prince Jr. to take less money on the second one than the first one, which he declined. <laughs> Well, we're going to talk what's new Scooby-Doo. Now, something special about this is not only is it the first Saturday morning Scooby-Doo cartoon in a decade, it was the final series where Frank Welker and Casey Kasem lent their voice talent to Shaggy and Fred. Frank Welker has gone on to keep doing Fred. He did him in Be Cool. He did him in Mystery Incorporated. Uh, he did him in a bunch of the movies. He, did, he is in Velma, even though he's not playing Fred. Unfortunately, Casey Kasem passed away, I believe, back in 2011. Now, he had left because in the 90s, there was some, I think it was a Burger King commercial that was doing a Scooby-Doo promotion, and he's a staunch vegetarian, and it really stuck in his craw having to do that. Um, so he's, after doing the character for, at that point, close to almost 30 years, gave it up. In fact, one of the only reasons he agreed to come back for What's New Scooby-Doo was if they made the character Shaggy a vegetarian. You're kidding me. Nope. Dead, dead serious. In fact, if you look at a lot of the cartoons, they don't really make a thing about it, but you notice Shaggy almost never eats anything that's not, that is an animal. He almost never eats an animal and wants a new Scooby-Doo. Oh, so the thing they would have done now in this day and age is they would have made it a point to hammer that home. They, <laughs> yes, they would, absolutely. They didn't, they, they, I assume they just made him eat and it just happened to be salad there. Yeah, and because I watched a couple and like one time he's eating a whole sandwich, but it's like, all you can see is vegetables. Gotcha. He's eating ice cream. I see him eating protein shakes. Okay. But I, I can't. I great. I didn't go through every episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you didn't like. But they didn't sit there in those couple episodes and be like, "Oh, I'm a vegetarian." I don't remember an episode where he made some declaration that okay. you know, uh, you know, meat is murder or anything like okay. that. <laughs> don't tell Mindy Kaling because I'm sure at Velma season two, <laughs> I'll become a thing. So Scooby Doo, what's new? Scooby Doo uh, was on the WB Kids Network on Saturday mornings, ran from 2002 to 2006, developed by uh, Sanders Schwartz. I don't even remember. WB, that's not even a thing anymore, is it? No, WB is a network that has gone. You know, it's a network I also didn't appreciate as a kid. I had no 
imagination. It's just like if it wasn't Nickelodeon, I didn't care to watch it. But like those, they also showed things like Spider Man and all that stuff on there too. I just didn't appreciate it at the time. <laughs> I believe that's where Buffy the Vampire Slayer was known. Yeah, uh, Dawson's Creek, I believe, was WB. Yeah, no I can... thanks on that one. <laughs> It's probably more my wife, but. <laughs> and we're going to go to the February 10th, 2005, the episode WrestleManiacs. Uh, this was, uh, <laughs> when I saw this episode, I was like, this is, uh, this is the one for us. <laughs> Written by uh, Chris Brown, directed by Chuck Sheets. Did the writer <laughs> hit anyone in particular <laughs> because they were upset? <laughs> I knew you were. I knew you were going with that. Now, you have a uh, stepchild. I have two children, my own plus two stepsons. Now, one of my stepsons loves, well, I wouldn't say loves, but he and I watched all of Mystery Incorporated. We watched Be Cool. We watched, recently watched the the live action movie. Does your stepdaughter enjoy Scooby Doo at all? I don't even think she, I'll be honest, I've never even brought it up. The only cartoon I ever knew, because when I met her, she was 10, I believe. And she was still watching SpongeBob. And SpongeBob was the only cartoon I ever knew she like put time into. Other than that, I don't honestly know her opinion on any cartoon. She's a big fan of horror movies, though. Okay. Well, then she might like it, you know, because these are all, uh, That's true. all uh, monsters. I want one time in life to find out about like an abandoned amusement park or an abandoned <laughs> bowling alley where some guy's parading as a ghost to scare people away. <laughs> And not to be too nitpicky, what crime are they ever... Re- they're always arrested at the end. Like, they what are. crime are they actually committing? <laughs> there's, a, there's no crime. They're honestly just terrorizing people. <laughs> it's, it's like the like a kid in the mall in a costume just messing with people. Now, a couple of times they've kidnapped a guy and whatnot. So, That's true. You know, so they don't stick their nose in it. So, but sometimes it doesn't seem like they've actually committed any crime other it, than trying to scare people with a Halloween mask. Yeah. That's literally the, the biggest crime is scaring people. We're going to go over some of the voice talent. Like I said, Frank, Frank, Fred is voiced by the legend Frank Welker. Now, this was actually the first voice acting Frank Welker ever did was Fred. I think he was 23 when he did this. But now he's one of the most famous voice actors. He was Megatron on the Transformers. Uh, he was Astro on uh, the Jetsons. He did the voice of Reptile in the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, way. He also was Nibbler on uh, Futurama. He's in Velma. He doesn't do the voice of Fred, but so he's been doing voice talent and sound effects and whatnot for what nineteen sixty nine. What was that? Fifty four years ago. Yeah, <laughs> quite some time. Can you imagine this guy like twenty three. This guy ever imagine when he's in his seventies, he would still be voicing. He'd still be sitting <laughs> behind a booth going. <laughs> Obviously, Shaggy was voiced by the late great Casey Kasem. He uh, not only was the uh, voice of America's top 40, which, <laughs> see, back in the day before CDs and uh, uh, iPods and whatnot, people used to listen to the radio. Oh, no way. <laughs> they did they pay sh- for it? <laughs> they did not. Well, I mean, you'd have to buy the radio, but they had this thing called America's Top 40, where all the, the top 40 pop songs in America, and Casey Kasem hosted it every week. Huh. But he'd also, he's done a lot of voice acting. He was Robin on the Batman and Super Friends cartoons from the 60s. Oh, okay. uh, he did a Scooby-Doo, a shaggy rip-off character on Josie and the Pussycats. He was also Mary in the animated Lord of the Rings special Return of the Kings. Oh. Daphne was voiced by uh, Grey DeLisi. Uh, she had voiced uh, Black Canary in uh, some of the uh, cartoons. She did Batgirl in the Batman Year One animated special. 
she has taken over for the role of Martin Prince on The Simpsons. Because uh, uh, I think Russie Taylor, I believe is her name, passed away. So she's taken over now as the voice of Martin Prince as well. And I believe she also does the voice of Daphne in Be Cool, Scooby-Doo. And might have done it in Mystery Incorporated as well. Then we have Velma Dinkley. Mindy Cohen does her voice. She was uh, most famously known for, she was Natalie Green on the TV show The Facts of Life. Why does that? I know Natalie Green. Like I, the whole name sounds familiar. In the whole, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them all, and then you have the facts of life. The, the facts, facts of life. <laughs> yes, that was her most famous role, and she had done Velma before this, and done a bunch of stuff after as well. And Frank Welker also does the voice of uh, Scooby Doo uh, on this as well. Mm-hmm. There's also some other famous people voice acting, but we're not going to get into all that. We've, uh, this has been quite the length of time just to get to the episode <laughs> review, but it's Scooby-Doo. I mean, we could, uh, I could talk about Scooby-Doo all day long. So we're going to take a break finally, and we're going to watch the episode of What's New Scooby-Doo, WrestleManiacs. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Mystery fans, hold on to your ghosts, because here come the spookiest, most spine-tingling tales ever to chill a bone. Delight and fright, shiver and shake, quiver and quake. Watch Scooby-Doo, where are you? Dear HBO Max, I just learned you intend to make a genre-bending comedic origin story of Judy Jetson. When I heard this new version of Judy Jetson wouldn't be boy crazy, the only word I had to describe my disgust is jinkies. If there is one thing the internet agrees on, it's that you should never change anything ever. I hope you die. Sincerely, Velma. Well, at least Judy's still white. Unknown caller? Spooky. Hello? Velma Dinkley speaking. Hello, Velma. Do you like solving mysteries? Uh, yeah, but I'm actually much more three-dimensional than that. Who is this? That's the mystery. And solve it quick, because I'm in your house. A serial killer calling from inside my house? Yes, that's a classic, and that's my point. Why change anything when the classics all still work, right? Wait, you're inside my house! Starving, Scoob. Me too. Like, I'll have 400 kids club meals. Me too. Look who's pulled into Burger King. Scooby-Doo and the whole gang. You can collect all five toys. One with every kids club meal. Thank you. Burger King Kids Club. Great food, cool stuff, kids only. Meanwhile, at the Podcast of Justice. We are back, and we just watched What's New Scooby-Doo WrestleManiacs. I don't know what it is, but I tend, I, I don't know if I just appreciate stuff now, but that was really fun to watch. Like, it really was. Like, I 
was thoroughly entertained, and I found myself. <laughs> this is probably what a lot of kids did. I found myself trying to figure out who did it <laughs> the whole time, and my brain was like, "It's got to be that guy, right?" Now that we open with the BWF, the Bocephus Wrestling Federation. The ego on this promoter names it after himself. <laughs> That'd be like the MWF, the McMahon Wrestling Federation, <laughs> which I can absolutely see happening. <laughs> and we open with this ridiculous setup. There's a, a pro wrestling ring next to a pool. There's a cage on a, on a platform. There's like a trap door. There's two platforms uh, over the, the ring. Wires. There's wrestlers on ropes above the ring. It's uh, a little insensitive to have one guy dressed as a bird flying down on a cable. <laughs> well, this is, oh yeah, this was after the death of Owen. That had to be a coincidence. Uh, it's only, yeah, it's only a few years after. And uh, Roderick... Uh, what, what did Andy we- falls and he gets his fuck and he got his thing <laughs> cut and he falls guys jumping ahead of us I'm sorry it's, it's, I just it dawned on me Roderick but what was it the, what's the pronunciation again Roderick Basifus Basifus yeah. yeah yeah there's two guys on the wires but then the big monster shows up and throws them both off the thing <laughs> one of them he's purple and like his both of his arms are on one side he looks deformed yes really kind of weird and when he throws them off we go to our opening credits which I give credit. Uh, they came up with the new song, the What's New Scooby Doo. They didn't stick with just rehashing the old one. They came up with their Scooby own. Scooby Doo, where are you? Yeah, I'm glad they did their own. I actually enjoyed what the new Scooby Doo. <laughs> Simple Plan is the name of the band who performs the. Uh, you know what's funny? You say that. Uh, when I heard them singing the song, I was like, I know this band and I don't know who it is. That makes sense. Uh, that must have been like an early 2000 thing. Yeah. Simple Plan was absolutely the in that realm of like I don't, I don't know what you'd name that genre is like <laughs> depressed punk i don't know when they get there fred's in tears because uh this is uh every wrestling fan's dream <laughs> yes it is i didn't realize fred was a huge mark <laughs> I, I did not either but uh for those of you who don't know a mark in wrestling is it's essentially a big fan that would be a mark would be the person that you were going to sell your your gimmicks your merch and everything else to it's at the bowl, and uh, Shaggy wishes they could fill that bowl with jumbo cereal. <laughs> Always thinking of food, these guys. Cereal, not meat. That's uh, true. It's probably plant-based cereal, too. Uh, uh, Fred makes a comment about how wrestling is a very serious business. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But we see the, 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 uh, all the workers, uh, Sparrow Man leading the charge that uh, he's arguing that's too dangerous. I'm glad after he got his gimmick cut and he fell down, uh, all he had was a sling. As arm in a sling. And uh, he says that it's, yes, that is kind of, he did seem to fall like four stories. And he just, you know, <laughs> they say it's obviously the ghost of the, it's the Titanic Twist. It's a great name. Which Shaggy says, that sounds like the name of an incredible smoothie. <laughs> this is true. But you have a flashback that the Titanic Twist was a move so dangerous, it was only used once and then outlawed from professional wrestling. <laughs> I like that it starts with the guy just grabbing him right by the chest <laughs> and lifting him up, and then you just see him get twisted. Roderick's not going to cancel the show. Uh, not only is it sold out, but this uh, Titanic twist has given him some great publicity. Yeah. How carny, by the way, is the promoter? He's got the, the southern accent. Yeah, he looks like uh, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> yeah, he's like looking at a tycoon. He's got the bolo tie. Every... Uh, tragedy is just going to help him sell tickets yeah he's like that's going to get me sales and uh but since some of them are going to quit he says where can i find someone on short notice 
And then out of the blue, Fred's got his wrestling outfit on. <laughs> He's got gear. He bought gear. This was you gotta understand. He's put this has probably been his dream. And uh he just always had that gear just in case. I like how it's the same color scheme of the blue and white that Fred always wears. Yes. I thought it was good gear. I like to point out this is uh the first cartoon but where Fred ditched the ascot. He did not have the ascot in this version of uh, uh Scooby. <clears throat> What's an ascot? It's almost like a tie. You put it around your. Oh, oh, okay. I would have just called. I would have called it a handkerchief. Mister Furley on Three's Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have just called it a handkerchief. I know. Or no, what do you? uh, What do you call those? A bandana. I thought it was always like a bandana or something. Fred said, uh, "He always, just in case, has his emergency (laughs) wrestling outfit with him." Me too. You know, they always say, bring your gear to That's the rest. I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you when we talk through this episode, there's way, for someone who denied drug references, way too many wrestling references that I'm like, I know what that is. Fred's training with this wrestler called the scientist. You know he's a scientist because he's wearing a lab coat. <laughs> well, you have to live the gimmick. He does a press slam and he calls. says, what's this called? And he says it's the atomic drop. <laughs> I was so mad about not it. Not to nitpick, but that's not an atomic <laughs> drop. So mad about it. I was like, that's not an atomic drop at all, liar. Well, you find out that, uh, according to Velma in her research, uh, wrestling was invented in 1839 as a cadet at West Point. I believe you said Al- Alfred Doubleday, I believe. Yeah, something like that. I have to look that up to see if that was, because, I mean, it is a fact that wrestling was Abraham Lincoln's favorite sport. Yeah, so, I had heard that too. So she might might be factual. And uh, <laughs> she says that she doesn't understand why back then they would need the front face blizzard suplex. <laughs> I was like, oh, I never learned that one myself. I should have a contest on my uh, on my social media. Describe what you think the front <laughs> face blizzard suplex. <laughs> you really should. Draw a picture in stick figure form. Maybe that was like one of the suplexes names Taz rejected back in the... <laughs> That's how they got the name of it. Then we get the champion. What was it Malachi Crunch? I think it was spelled Malachi, but he didn't... Yeah, it was like Malachi Crunch or something like that. Uh, it was like... Um, he's basically, if you ever seen Brave and the Bold, it's pretty much Aquaman. Uh, he's yeah. got the same voice. And, yeah, I just waited him for the whole time to say, outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> he says the blizzard suplex was the favorite move of President Ford. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, is that factual? You got me with the Abraham Lincoln thing, so it could be. <laughs> His kids are desperate. They want him to quit, so he doesn't get hurt. He's the champion. He doesn't need to keep going. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> All of a sudden, the Titanic twist jumps in the ring. He attacks a scientist. Fred says he's going to ring the bell. And for some inexplicable reason, Shaggy and Scooby are wearing the bells on their head. <laughs> well, I mean, they're probably hallucinating or something or just having a little fun. I mean, they're goofballs. So, yeah, for some reason, they're wearing them on the head. But uh, Fred says he knows how to stop a match because the Strangler's there. And is it Strangler? The, the scientist? Uh, no, no. The, the Titanic the, the, twist. The twist, twist, yeah. The Titanic twist is there, and to stop a match, you have to ring the bell. So that's how he gets the twist like to go. The ghost instinctively will stop. Because Correct. He's, because he's just programmed. He's like, ah, the bell rang. I have to stop. So he goes up the platform with the scientist disappearing. Shaggy says, you see he had two arms on one side? And then Daphne says, with that body, you can never buy a shirt off the rack. <laughs> I do like how they've, not a lot, but they've explored a little bit more of Daphne and Fred's personality on this version. Yes. Uh, Fred and Daphne, I always liked, but they were always the two. Thelma and Shaggy had all the personality. They were a little more generic. They were stale. So I like they give them a little bit more to do on this. But they got a mystery on their hands, which uh, Fred says they should split up so Fred can continue to, uh, to yes. work on his wrestling. I love 
Shaggy and uh, Scooby leave the building. There's essentially a trailer park where all the wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is great. I love. I absolutely love the walkthrough, and everyone just sits in gear the whole time. <laughs> There's one guy, yeah, he's wearing a mask and a cape. Yeah, one he's guy a fly. Who looks kind of like the Undertaker, almost. Yes. He's, he's watering plants. I, I don't know if he's supposed to be like the pilgrim or something, <laughs> but yeah, he looks like the Undertaker, essentially. Uh, yeah, they can't even, not even hotel rooms. They basically live in a dump. <laughs> but that's like, if, isn't that like what it used to be back in the, like the day day? Like it was like a carny. Yeah, show. supposedly some of the, uh, especially where they didn't travel as much. Yeah. I believe even, uh, someone might be Chris Jericho when he went to Europe and one of the things he did that was essentially the same. <laughs> yeah. The twist shows up and chases him around. We cut to, uh, Thelma and Daphne. And Fred, uh, they run into the humongous Hammer, <laughs> former pro wrestler who he had to, uh, he's now a uh, candy vendor. He had to retire due to uh, his turnbuckle knees. <laughs> uh, I didn't understand it, the turnbuckle knees. And I really, I actually laughed at that joke for some dumb reason. But it's it's so crazy. Like these little things, like when he said that. It like resonates, right? Because you've seen wrestlers who retire and then they're broken down. Yeah, they're broken down, and then they're doing like a a, a bum job like this because they have no background, and so he definitely does not like the promoter. So <laughs> no, he does. There's definitely reason to be suspicious. This guy he, might be the Titanic. He was twist. one of my picks. He even says, "Tell him we're out of black licorice." <laughs> well, first he says, "You tell him." And then changes his tune and goes, we're out of black liquor. I mean, you know what the worst part is? He doesn't even like candy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we go back to Shaggy and Scooby hiding in a trailer. They get pretty excited because they find milkshakes. I like prior to the milkshakes that Shaggy decides, I'm going to go try and deadlift this thing real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, tries to deadlift the he just, for some reason, it's a, such a quick scene where he just goes, eh, all right, that didn't work. <laughs> they're going to try the shakes, but they spit them out. They're protein shakes. They taste like chalk. <laughs> but whipped cream is going to give a little bit of extra flavor. Mm -hmm. But right after opening it, there's no whipped cream, but uh, Shaggy passes out. And then the Titanic twist shows up and throws the trailer off a cliff. <laughs> Scooby does manage to save him, though, because a board smashes and he surfs the board down the hill. So him and Shaggy do not die. Yes. Which later on, we get to the revelation of who this is. I know. Bring that back up. Oh, I, I will. I want to touch upon that. Again. Oh, I will. Uh, they, they, <laughs> Thelma and them show up, and uh, it's actually sodium trifidi hydro or hydro, which is sleeping mist. That may or may not be a thing. I Short for <laughs> opioids. <laughs> well, that would explain his passing out. And then we go to the Wrestling Hall of Fame, where they have such thing as a uh, virtual uh, wrestling, where you essentially wrestle a hologram. Yep. It's safe, I hear. <laughs> Twisted Tail shows up, but he's only destroying Crunch's exhibit. But once he does that, we get our musical chase scene where oh, yeah. they're chasing him through the thing, which I always love. Uh, that goes back to they used to do that in the old Scooby-Doo cartoon. Yeah, that's a staple for that cartoon, huh? Yeah. A little musical Not every scene. episode, but they did it a lot back in the day where they have some song and while they're getting chased, they would do the multiple doorways. And that was actually going to be a question, right? Because I didn't watch the show. Was that... So it's not, it wasn't at every episode thing. It was just like. Uh, I believe they did almost in every episode of West New Scooby-Doo, but the original one, they did it time to time. They didn't do it every episode. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, at one point, they're hiding under luchador masks. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and they're spinning. He's trying to look at the masks. Yeah. And <laughs> one's Velma, and he just looks at him. I don't know. 
Civ was the band that performed that song. C I V. No idea. I, I never heard of them. Never either, heard of them. Twist has uh, Shaggy and Scooby wrapped up together and rolls them like a giant ball. Humongous shows him up and uh, presses it with his finger, gets him out of it, which Shaggy says, like, I never knew we had a reset button. <laughs> um, it was weird to me that Shaggy was a beatnik, but still in the 90s and 2000s, he's still talking like a, yeah. a beatnik, even like, though this is the 21st century. Yeah, he, compl- he still talks like he's lives in, I don't know, lives in the 70s and smokes pot. What do you want from me? <laughs> so they're going to go and separate in disguises. The girls disguise as lady wrestlers. Yep. Shaggy, Scooby, and Fred disguise as janitors. They uh, they find the scientist. He's uh, tied up in a closet. So uh, he does uh, run away when they free him. So they don't really get any information out of him that he was uh, kidnapped by the twisted titan. Yes. Now, the girl, female wrestlers, they're very threatened by the presence of uh, Daphne and Thelma. They don't need competition, especially not from girly girls. <laughs> uh, again, a little peek into realism. <laughs> I refuse. This one episode makes me believe that everything else they say is a lie. <laughs> I know. I mean, I've never been in an exclusive female locker room, but I know they all hate yes. girly girls. They hate girly. <laughs> they do. They hate anyone, that, plus they don't like competition. And their wrestling names are The Bookworm and Fashion Sense. <laughs> I actually thought those were great names. I was like, for this scenario, Bookworm and Fashion Sense. Fashion Sense is a really good wrestling name. I love how, yes, it is actually, that would be a great name. I love how they found wrestling outfits that coordinate with the colors of their regular clothes. Yes, <laughs> accidentally, but and, uh, conveniently. To prove they're wrestlers, they have a, uh, a match, a ladies match with those two women. And they do the, uh, what was it, the, uh, oh, yeah, she hits her with the flying dinkle. Yeah. What do you call that move? <laughs> I was, Velma's finishing, the flying dinkle. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they're going to do the Ozark Mountain Pile Driver. Uh, I'm glad they didn't physically show any of these moves because I would have been angry with. <laughs> and then we, uh, the, the Titanic twist, he chases the. Fred, Shaggy, and Scooby on the catwalk. Good thing we're janitors because things are about to get messy. <laughs> he drops Fred right off the thing. We find out, by the way, Roderick says that they have a sellout tonight. So this Titanic twist is really good business. Yes. They split up again one more time. They usually don't split up twice, but they do it here. And Why uh, did they, though? I don't. Uh, oh, because. Wait, didn't Fred have to be in he the... He gets dragged away. Oh, that's right. He did kidnap Fred. Once they fell off the thing, he took Fred and dragged him away and kidnapped I, him. I apologize. Sometimes uh, I write my notes quick. I, I forget right. little details. Uh, I would like to mention the lack of um, urgency from this team. <laughs> when their friend gets dragged away by a monster, they're like, all right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and split up. While searching them, they make a stop at the Big Salted Pretzel story. Pronouns, pal. <laughs> I like how it even says big salted pretzel store. It's yeah. right on the door. <laughs> in case you didn't know what it was. <laughs> Freddie, they find him in there tied up. And then the Titanic twist shows up and Shaggy has your favorite line of the episode. <laughs> it's, I forgot what it was now. <laughs> Are you uh, left-handed? Oh, right. <laughs> or left-handed? I don't know why that made me laugh so much. <laughs> in case you were not a visual if you didn't see it, both of his hands. <laughs> Or on his left or side. Or on his left side. And for some reason, the way he said this made me laugh, and I don't know why. <laughs> and uh, well, when they're getting chased, it kind of occurs to them that uh, 
It can't be humongous hammer because his turnbuckle knees would prevent him from running like the monster does. That's true. Shortly after they're running, they get saved. Was that the Candyman? Yes. Yes. Man, yes. Humongous hammer. Yes. Daphne says, we need a Fred-like trap in this situation. Thelma says, don't look at me. I just solved these things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying to get away. Shaggy and Scooby do the classic putting on disguises. So, of course, there's <laughs> they're dressed like a tag team. Yeah. They have like blue masks and capes. And end up in the cage for the Texas cage match. Yes. <laughs> now, are they in Texas, do you think? Or that's just the name? Because I don't even know what they a Texas cage match. Yeah, I don't know the difference between a Texas cage match. But that's a thing in wrestling, right? Like Texas street fight or, or Los yeah. Angeles street fight. Texas like, death match. Yeah, yeah, like so they could be in Texas. The promoter had a southern accent. so That is true. Possibly. They're wrestling like a hillbilly type guy in there. Yeah. And then uh, I would like to... Also mentioned, somehow this entire arena got filled with a crowd without anyone seeing them come in. <laughs> and we're already, I, I think, at the main event. Yes, apparently. Uh, I'm not sure if Crunch is actually on this show or not. He just seems to walk around bragging, <laughs> sticking his chest out, and wearing a championship belt. Yes. He's, they do say he is the world champion. Titanic Twist ends up in the cage, and Daphne gets the controls, uh, and Thelma. And <laughs> they spin the cage, because I guess that's that's a thing. <laughs> Where they go flying into a giant mud pit. So maybe it was a, uh, what was that, a uh, hog pen match? Was yes, that was- <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the cage was on a moving platform, <laughs> so they could spin it, twist it, turn it, whatever. They go into a giant fish tank, which I first thought was going to be have a shark or piranhas, but no, it's just a giant just fish, a fish tank. tank. <laughs> Don't tap on that glass, whatever you do. <laughs> what she does, breaks it, and a big wave sends the Titanic twist into the cage, and they trap him. Then we get the big reveal. It wasn't just one culprit. It was two. The children of Malachi Crunch. They were masquerading as a Titanic twist to try and scare him into retirement. And that's how they could have the two arms and do all the things they did. And they used the sleeping gas on the wrestlers. Now, this is where I want to reference earlier. These are two children who are just trying to scare their dad out of being a pro wrestler, they throw a trailer off a cliff. Filled with people. I don't know what bothers me more, that two children could do that or the fact that they tried to murder Shaggy and Scooby. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a little of both. I can see, okay, so the motivation, don't mess up my plan, right? I want my dad to retire. I get that. Yeah, that I get, yeah. But the logic... So, and the other problem I have is they say that, well, it's easy for them because they have these cans of spray. Sleeping mist. Did you make the, the trailer go to sleep? Is that why it became easy to lift? <laughs> and isn't a dead body, like a sleeping body, heavier to lift than? Yeah, dead weight is usually yeah, harder to lift. Yeah, that logic behind that was a little lost. And this is one of the first ones where Crunch decides he's going to, they're right, he is going to quit from wrestling. And he even says, uh, they got away with it despite you meddling kids. <laughs> so here's one where they actually attempted murder, go away scot-free. Yeah, kids don't get arrested, no cops come, Some no one clown gets with a holographic ghost picture to scare people <laughs> off from an abandoned building gets arrested. They actually attempt murder. <laughs> and they get away scot-free. So good message to children. Children, you can attempt murder, you'll be all right. <laughs> They didn't even know who Shaggy and Scooby are. They literally tried to kill yeah, them. They just tried to kill two people. 
just because they wanted their dad to stay home. <laughs> it was uh, it's comical to say the least. I can I honestly say I enjoyed watching it. I really did find myself trying to solve the mystery, um, but the did kids you, did you get it right? No, not at all, not even close. Like I honestly thought it was the candy guy because I was like, this is the only thing that makes sense. The kids were an afterthought. Didn't think of them once. I didn't even. I don't even remember them until the end, and I was like, "Wait, what? How was I supposed to figure that out?" And Crunch, when he says he's going to retire, says, "Because wrestling is all about family," which I thought was the Fast and Furious, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but apparently, wrestling's all about family. Well, wrestling's a family. Let's celebrate only like a family can, and they have a huge battle royal, which Scooby ends up at the bottom of the pig pile, <laughs> and in classic fashion, says as the camera closes in on him, Scooby Dooby, and then it gets hit. <laughs> and we fade to black and there you have what's new scooby-doo wrestlemaniacs i i don't like i said it was a very entertaining episode i never watched scooby-doo but and a lot of this could also be because it had wrestling involved and wrestling's been in my blood for years so uh almost my whole life so maybe i i was just more entertained by it but i don't know it was it, there's funny things about it i i probably should have given it a chance but it's like anything else i didn't enjoy stuff as a kid but i enjoy it now so well, I'll say this for anyone who is not familiar with what's new Scooby-Doo. It's, they follow pretty much the basic formula of the old show. And then, you know, a fresh coat of paint, updated for the 21st century a little bit. Give Fred and Daphne a little bit more personality, which I like. I don't know what I like better. The front place blizzard suplex, the Ozark mountain pile driver, the, the what was it, the flying dinkly with the dinkly yeah, bomb? Yeah, dink- <laughs> the flying... Uh... Yeah, it's like flying dinkly or something like that. Hold on, let's let's check my notes here. It's <laughs> the flying dinkly. Yeah, that's what it was. I, I think she just literally picked them up by the armpits and threw them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Velma just grabs them both and goes, "I'm supposed to grab here and then go do this," and she just throws them. <laughs> we don't really get a clear idea of what the Titanic twist, the move is. No, that was so dangerous. It was banned. It's been banned. <laughs> you can't see it. It's a banned move. It's that bad. Wrestling references. That can't spray is opioids, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. And the reason why I say that is because they make a comment and they say, well, this is a real big downer. It must be something to get to sleep right away because you're on the road all the time. <laughs> Pretty sure they make that reference, which I was like, oh, those are those are pills easily. And then you have like the, the wrestler who's got broken and bruised, can't wrestle anymore. And now he's a candy man. It's, there's too many references for me to believe that they're just accidentally. The turnbuckle it. knees. Yeah, <laughs> turnbuckle knees, man. I have those same things. <laughs> You know, Freddie Prince Jr., he, was, he played Fred. He That's went true. on to write for the WWE. Maybe he was a consultant. That is it. true. <laughs> well, there a, you have it. <laughs> and a good job he did. <laughs> What's new, Scooby-Doo WrestleManiacs? We're going to our spectrometer. Julian, we're going to start with you. Always start with a guess. Spectrometer, where we rank what we just saw. Zero being garbage. Four being it just doesn't get any better. How are you going to rank? What's new Scooby-Doo? WrestleManiac. Easily it's a three. Uh, I would I'd watch it again and again. Uh, I'd probably watch more episodes if this was like, a, like obviously, I'm beyond the like, mindset of putting on a cartoon to watch it. But if like a kid wanted to watch, I would tune in. I Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Something about it was just, I don't know. I, I, I think I just appreciated it more than I did when I was a kid. So, um, And I like the storytelling aside from the kids. Uh, I like the characters and the just everything about it. I, I I give it a three. It's not a four. It's not flawless, but definitely a three. I I would recommend it to many. We're gonna go three and three and a quarter. Yeah, really solid. Uh, I like how uh, it's faithful to the original with a new new coat of paint. 
Uh, it's really great to see Casey Kasem and Frank Welker doing the voices. I like that they gave Fred and Daphne a little bit more personality than they have in the past. Definitely entertaining some of the stuff that goes on. The only points I take off for it is not, I, I wouldn't say it's, uh, it's a highly innovative or uh, it's just, you know, it's the same old formula, fresh coat of paint, but very enjoyable. Some of the stuff legit made me laugh. Sticking in my craw a little bit, these two children tried to commit murder, and it's one of the few times they that <laughs> the person didn't get arrested. But yeah, I'm going three and a half. I, I enjoyed it. Three and a quarter. Three and a quarter. I think that's a good score. It's it really is a good episode. And honestly, like I, I started actually watching just kind of because I was just letting it play. Yeah. And uh as I was letting it play, I found myself continuously looking over and tuning in just to kind of see what was going on. So yeah, I, I honestly think this is uh, it's really good, and I probably would have enjoyed the other stuff. I'd probably enjoy it more than I was an adult, because I felt like I was using my brain. Yeah. As weird as that is, but I felt like I was using my brain trying to figure something out. So, And uh, for anybody with curiosity, I, I rank Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, Mystery Incorporated, and even Be Cool, I enjoy a little bit more than this, but that's not a knock on this. It's definitely an enjoyable take on the classic Scooby-Doo and Mystery Inc. What did you think out there? Did you like it less than Julian and myself? Did you like it more? If you liked it less... That's okay. We're just two guys sharing our opinion, talking about a cartoon. And we're not taking away from uh, you hating it if uh, you did not. But I do want to hear what you have to say. So go to my social media or Julian's and uh, let us know what you thought. You can find me at Matt Spectro on Twitter. Follow me while you're there. Facebook, Matt Spectro in the Multiverse. Follow me there. You can even follow me on Hive. I'm on Hive now. Matt Spectro, all lowercase letters. Not a lot of activity going on there, but I definitely do post from time to time. Julian, thanks for uh, joining us yet again. Hopefully, uh, I wish you had done it. If you also have some ideas for the next time Julian comes back and we do some trivia, definitely post that as well. Make it as easy as possible because I, as you can see, I don't do so well with those. I um, usually uh, free plug time, but uh, right now, I don't know if you have anything to plug. Well, I can plug that I live at home. I don't leave my house. I work from home. There's no reason to leave my house. I have no social media activity. No. Um, I don't do anything. Uh, well, no, you know what? I'll do this. Since we're in the world of what we're talking about, uh, a cartoon that talks about pro wrestling, uh, I am a pro wrestling trainer right. at the Next Gen Pro Wrestling Center. Uh, this is in Manchester, New Hampshire. So if you're in the Manchester area of any kind, you've always wanted to attempt pro wrestling. You can look up Next Gen Pro Wrestling. Uh, Bud Browning or Buddy Browning is the owner there. And you can reach out to him. There's always a one class for free. It's a trial. You just have to sign a waiver. Uh, in case you break a leg, can't sue us. <laughs> no, the, the, you sign a waiver. And uh, if you're with me, I'm going to run you through everything. I'll have you run ropes. I'll have you do ins and outs. I'll have you do bumps. I'll have you do... Literally, I'll give you a, a large... I'll even blow you up so you, you know what the wind, what the cardio is like. So, yeah, Next Gen Pro Wrestling, if you want to try and live out your wrestling dream, uh, please stop by there and you'll have a blast. It's a very welcoming environment, very fun. And uh, there is no lock-in of any kind. If if you sign up and you want to stop the next month, you're good to go. Just stop paying. Don't show up. Call it a day. But if you want to do this forever, then you continue to pay what you get approved for. So uh, it's very affordable. It's actually the cheapest in the area. Uh, again, that is Next Gen Pro Wrestling on Facebook and Twitter. All right. And on that note, it's been a hell of a week. Thanks for coming and celebrating what's great about Scooby-Doo with me. I appreciate it. My pleasure, my man. And you'll always come back again. Always. Always and forever. Eventually, we're going to get our new, uh, that uh, 
that comeback episode <laughs> happening. <laughs> One day we will. Until then, everyone have a great week and join us again next week for another exciting episode of Matt Spectro through the multiverse. Excelsior!